Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to the PeteCallanerShow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. Talking about the uh, the shooting at the school in Nashville, Tennessee yesterday that left uh, three children dead, each one of them nine years old, another three adults that were, one was a janitor, uh, the other two, I think one was a teacher, one was an administrator, the head of the school. And, you know, the first thing that uh, we find out is that the the shooter was a female. And that was odd. That's unusual. Most of these types of attacks are carried out by men, young men, young white men, as a matter of fact, disproportionately so. So the fact that this was a woman made it unusual. And when I heard that, and also, like a, I think originally it was a teenage woman, they said. That is a really unusual profile for a school shooter. And um, yes, I saw this also that uh, she apparently uh, arrived at the scene. The person that did the shooting was trying to save the planet by driving a green vehicle to the scene of the crime. Yeah. Two videos released, one of them showing, I think it was. So was that like a leaf? It was a tiny little vehicle. Um, like what? Yeah. So the first thing, though, that comes across is that she's a female, 18 years old, which we later find out, no, 28 years old. Apparently went to the school, but the school only is for young kids. Like, I, I think, like only up to like nine or 10 years old. So this would have been somewhere in the neighborhood of 15 to 20 years ago. Um, and then we find out, because the first thing I thought was, that's really unusual for it to be a female, so now I have to wonder, is she trans? Is it, is that a, is it a transgender person? I have no idea. I don't even know what, when a cop says a female shot and, uh, you know, or uh, went into the school, my first question is, are they a transgender person? Because I don't know how you're using the term female. So corrosive. So corrosive is the assault on our language and the two plus two equals five narrative coming from the postmodernists, from these neo-Marxists. It's just, it's a cancer. It is a cancer. Today, three children, all nine years old. This is from the North Carolina House Democratic Party. House Democrats, I should say. Their account is run by, uh, by a crazy person. They said, today, three children, all nine years old, were murdered in yet another school shooting. Tomorrow, the state Senate plans on overriding the governor's veto of Senate Bill 41, ending North Carolina's pistol purchase permitting system. The NCGOP continues to push laws that make our children less safe. And so now there's a question of whether or not... Uh, they're going to have the votes to override the veto because while the Senate is a supermajority Republican chamber, the House is not. And they had uh, Democrats that helped them pass this initially. And so are those Democrats now going to go wobbly because they'll be attacked? Or do you just kind of park the, uh, the veto 
in the, quote, veto garage, right? And you just let it sit. And you wait for for this story to pass by. And then, you've, and then you override the veto. Because the optics are not good for the GOP because, I mean, Democrats and media, this is how they're, and I repeat myself, but this is how they're framing it. That a pistol purchase permit system put in place to keep black people from defending themselves against the Klan in North Carolina, that that system needs to stay in place because a person in a different state with different laws got long rifles and went in and shot up a school. And so I am to believe that the pistol purchase permit system in North Carolina must remain in order to prevent somebody with a long rifle from doing something similar here. By the way, you don't need a pistol purchase permit to buy the long rifle. Sorry. In North Carolina, you don't. It would not have stopped this attack. And generally speaking, people who buy their firearms legally, generally speaking, yeah, they're, they're not the ones committing the crimes. Although it looks like this person in Tennessee did. Like two of the three guns, I think, they, uh, they purchased legally. So I don't know how you would have caught this unless, we're to, uh, unless you want us to what? To make transgenderism a prohibited buyer? Like somebody who, who's transgender, they're not allowed to have a pistol purchase permit or they're not allowed to pass the NICS system, the federal system, or they're not allowed to get concealed carry? Like what are you actually advocating here for? All right, uh, let me go over here and get Brian on. Hello, Brian. Welcome to the program. Hey, Pete. Hey, what's up? Uh, just a quick thought on this. Um, and it might have been said before during your broadcast. I'm in and out of the car, so I, don't, I haven't heard everybody's comment. Uh, I reject the statement that this was a female shooter. I affirm that this was a man who had a sex uh, transgender operation but did not change their chromosomes. So, therefore, this is a man. But no, no, Brian, it was biologically, she, uh, it was a trans man. So she's born female and then became or started transitioning and identifying as a man. <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah, that's the, that's what happened. And I have no idea what level of uh, affirmation surgery or hormone therapies uh, the person was given, that she was given during that transition, which apparently started just a couple of months ago. Okay. Um, I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> that's what... See, but, and- well, yeah, Brian, I mean, that's what makes this such an unusual case. And what when I first heard that it was a female, I thought... Because I was on air yesterday when this happened, and I was thinking this is a very unusual demographic profile of a school shooter. And uh, then I started wondering, what don't I know here, right? Is there is the person transgender one way or the other? And I can't know that because the language has been so corrupted by people whose intent is to corrupt the thought process. And I am now a victim of that very process. <laughs> Yeah, you're not the only one. No, I, yeah, it's I, and I don't know how a society functions when you can't trust anything that somebody is saying. A, a low trust society is doomed to fail. Brian, I appreciate the call, buddy. Good to hear from you. See you. All right, see you, man. Meanwhile, over at Newsweek, they focused on like the real news here. Remember, yes, it's it's when the scandal is about a Democrat, which I'm going to go out on a limb and think that the shooter might have been a Democrat. 
might have been more aligned with the left-wing politics of the of the current era here. Um, when the scandal involves a Democrat, the media will focus on the Republican reaction. Yeah, yeah. What did the Republicans do? Yes, yes, there was this scandal that the Democrat did, but it's more important to figure out the Republicans' role in this scandal, right? Like, did they, how are they reacting to it? They're overreaching. Republicans, by the way, always have to be worried about overreaching. That's why the media warns them all the time. Republicans, you know, better be careful not to overreach. When Democrats, you know, when they do something that one might argue is overreachy a bit, right? Um, then the Republicans in the backlash, the Republicans are always warned by their, you know, by their totally allied media friends that, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, you, you better be careful not to overreach in your response. Because if you overreach, it'll be bad for you. It's never bad for Democrats to overreach because they it's impossible for them to do so. There is no limiting principle on progressivism ever. They get to just keep going and going, progress, progress, forward, always. Even if there's a cliff ahead, you just got to keep going. Never a limiting principle. And Newsweek, headline, drag shows and gender-affirming care for minors were banned in Tennessee this month, while assault weapons remain legal. Yeah, that's the story. That's the st- so. So am I to believe, then, that... Unless we have a law that allows parents to allow their kids to undergo life-altering body modification at any age, I guess, to block puberty from occurring so they are forever stunted, even if they end up regretting that choice later, it doesn't matter, right? So if I don't... If I don't bend the knee, if I don't acquiesce to these demands in policy, then I'm to blame when somebody who at age 28 transitions, I'm to blame for them murdering nine-year-olds. That's the standard. You do realize how insane that sounds, don't you? Or maybe you don't think in those terms. It's just all, and this is one of the hallmarks of leftism. It's just immediacy. It's about the right now. And so they can make whatever argument they need to make right now. And then they can just forget that argument if tomorrow they need another argument that flies in the face of the argument for right now. Right? The consistency doesn't apply, which is why the game, you know, what aboutism exists. Because, like, what about your standard that you were espousing? Oh, you've just abandoned that, a.k.a. stochastic terrorism. That's a standard they've wielded against the right, but not themselves. Their rhetoric never leads to violence. Even when a guy shows up at a softball field screaming, this is for health care, as he attempts to mow down with an assault weapon the Republican Congress members. Now, that, that story dropped out of the news pretty fast. Uh, already, so there is now, there is now a news conference going on with the police chief out of nashville tennessee i believe his name is john drake and will join it live we also don't have a motive uh, at this time uh, we feel that uh, the students that were targeted were randomly targeted there was not any particular uh, student uh, that they were uh, that she was looking for at the time of the incident 
And uh, that's what we know as I speak, and uh, we'll take any questions that you have. So in the manifesto, there's several different writings about other locations. Uh, there were locations, uh, there was uh, talks about um, the school. There was a map of the school, a drawing of how uh, potentially she would enter and the assaults that would take place. Uh, there's it's quite a bit of uh, writing to it. I have not read the whole the entire manifesto. Our team and the FBI has been working uh, on this. Chief, can you clarify where exactly the victims were located? You mentioned the common area where they all together, the students and the adults at the same time. Where were they? So they were spread out in different locations. When I went into the actual church, uh, the kids had already been transported to the hospital. Also. Uh, the two of the adults, I did see the head uh, school uh, person, and uh, she was uh, in the hallway uh, by the office. That's the only one. They were spread out. wasn't in one common area, but they were spread out. Chief, Chief Drake, Drake, can you talk about the response in terms of targeting other buildings, other places? There were some writings in the manifesto about other locations, but as far as it being an actual target, uh, I can't confirm that at this time. Chief, can we talk about your body cam footage? Did you feel like your officers did everything right? I'm sorry. Chief, why was CNN just about the, the six victims who were killed? Uh, where exactly were they? Um, you know, were they walking through the hallways when this happened? And I also um, heard peripherally that uh, perhaps the head of the school may have ran towards the um, the gun, the shooter? It's very possible the head of the school could have done that. I can't confirm that one way or the other. I do know she was in the hallway by herself. Uh, there was a confrontation, I'm sure. Uh, you can tell the way she was laying in the hallway. Uh, there was the custodian, the African-American, as she shot through uh, the door to enter. Uh, she sprayed rounds through the glass, uh, striking him. You could see uh, where where he came to rest. As far as the others, they were just spread out in different locations. I, I can't say it was a confrontation, but they were met. She met the head person in the hallway. This man right here. Yeah. Thank you. Chief, you mentioned the guns, the multiple guns, and that the shooter was under the care of a doctor. Is there any law in this state that would have allowed police to take those guns away from this person had it been reported? If it had been reported, there's not a law for that, but had it been reported that she was suicidal or that she was going to kill someone and had been made known to us, then we would have tried to uh, to get those weapons. But as it stands, we had absolutely uh, no idea uh, actually, who this person was, if she even existed. So. Chief, can you talk a little bit about the time? What else did the parents say? Did they expect anything like this to happen? So we know uh, yesterday the uh, uh, Miss Hill was leaving out of the uh, residence. Uh, she had a red bag. Uh, they asked her uh, what was in the red bag, and I think she just dismissed it because it was a, a motherly thing and I didn't look in the bag because at the time she didn't know that uh, her daughter had any weapons and didn't think any uh, differently. Um, again, they lost a child, uh, so it's very uh, traumatic uh, for them. So, Chief, watching the body cam. I think you were first. Yeah. So, uh, could you talk about the police response? I know they engaged the shooter pretty quickly once they got to the school, but can you talk about the events that led up from when they got the call, what time did they arrive at the school, and could you talk about that? That 
that time? Because it appears about maybe like 14 minutes or so. Yeah, so they got the call at 10.13, and by 10.24, they had engaged uh, the suspect. Uh, as they arrived on the property, uh, there were police cars being hit by gunfire. Uh, the suspect was in an upper uh, level. Uh, we believe there's been some training of being able to shoot from a higher level. And her gunfire, uh, from the video I've seen, she stood away from the glass so she wouldn't be an easy target to be uh, shot. Uh, but as officers were uh, approaching uh, the building, there was gunfire going on. They went in, they went through um, door by door as we clear uh, buildings. They heard gunfire uh, and immediately ran to that and uh, and then took care of uh, the this horrible situation. And how long did it take officers to actually get to the school initially from when the first call came in? From the time it went out from 1013 to 1024, it was over the exact time, arrival time. I'm not sure. I know that myself, I ran emergency and as I got there, uh, they were coming out bloody and all kind of things were happening. So I barely missed being able or, or being there to go in as well. So it was really quick, the response, uh, and I think you were next. So. Yeah, uh, Chief, I was just going to ask you about the two officers whose body cam we've seen this morning. Uh, had they ever been placed in a situation like that before? <sighs> to my knowledge, I do not remember if, if those two in particular have been in that situation. Officer Colazzo uh, has worked as a paramedic with uh, the SWAT team, so I'm sure he's had some type of uh, weapons training. Um, I was really impressed that with all that was going on, the danger that somebody took control and said, let's go, let's go, let's go, and went in and took care uh, and just try to end this uh, situation. Uh, but as far as being in this before, I'm unsure. You, sir? Uh, sir, a friend of the family's has reported, a friend of the Hale family has reportedly said that Audrey was autistic. Can you speak to that if you know if that's Autistic? I, I can't confirm that. Uh, I've heard that, but I, I can't confirm if that's true or not. All right, let's uh, let's go ahead and uh, dip out of this. All right, are you prepared for a disaster? Do you need some advice? Are you looking for a military surplus that's real? Well, for more than three decades, the answer has been Old Grouch's military surplus in downtown Clyde. It is an old school traditional store. It's got a mix of modern and vintage items. See my friend Tim? He'll hook you up. He gets new stuff in all the time. American because it's real military surplus. Camo, shirts, hats, customized dog tags, gear. Old Grouches on Main Street, downtown Clyde, across the street from the anti-aircraft gun. The shop is open Monday through Saturday and all the time at oldgrouch.com. Let me get over to the phone lines here, and this is Winston, my old pal, buddy, chum. How are you? I'm doing good, Pete. It's unfortunate today with the shooting out there. My condolences, personal condolences to those affected, the young boys and girls that lost their life. Um, I did want, to, I did, I woke up this morning and, and I saw the actual video of this it. I call it an it that went through there and uh, shot up these these uh, children and teachers. And the video was released, mm -hmm. and then I said to myself, hmm. This style was back 10 years ago. Where was the video of Adam Lanza going through uh, the shooting up there at Sandy Hook? You know, if they would have released the video at Sandy Hook, we wouldn't have all these conspiracy theorists. 
Alex Jones wouldn't be uh, sued for $3 billion. I'm kind of wondering, why don't you think we didn't get the video footage back 10 years ago, but we got it 24 hours later today? So I would say probably a couple reasons. Number one, you know, 10 years. Uh, I think the technology is now more widespread. It's in a lot more buildings for precisely that reason, right? Before Sandy Hook, nobody considered that possibility. I mean, Col- it, hold on, hold on. Columbine, 1999. I they was just going video, to. I was just. They had video footage of Columbine. They had security yes, cameras I was in just, all schools by 2000. I was just okay. going to address Columbine, Winston. Yes. That Columbine did happen previously, you are correct, but I don't know what the technological capabilities of that school at Sandy Hook was, first of all. Second of all, uh, the the idea that somebody would enter a K-6 through school or whatever it was, an elementary school, and just start murdering little babies, that was beyond comprehension at the time. It was for me. I think there was a different mindset before Columbine and afterwards, but after Columbine, I still don't believe people thought that going in and murdering five-year-olds was something that would that we would see. I think there was... Oh, oh, okay, I, I understand that, but we could have at least seen Adam Lanza going through the front door shooting it down. And let me ask you... No, that. no, 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 Winston, Winston, hang on, Win, Winston, stop. No, no, Winston, it's not your show, buddy. Your job's not on the line. Mine is. You're, okay, all right, so I get I get to control whether or not I talk to you. So I know there's a power imbalance here, but this is the way this is the way it has to be because I get fired if I don't do this well. Okay, you don't. So, so, so on the the other part of the Sandy Hook question that you're asking is that you want to see what confirmation something that there was video. I also think that we have learned a lot since Sandy Hook because of the way it was handled and because of the lack of the video. I think. There is now a demand that comes immediately for the video, because I thought, kind of like what you thought, when I saw that they had put out now two videos, I first thought, they've got somebody cutting up video and producing this clip for us to see. Like, they have actually dedicated somebody at the police department to be able to be trained on the on the on the photo editing or the video editing software and to then produce something to blur out the faces and images that needed to that needed to happen so they could release it so that to me i think it's just a different mindset now that we have versus sandy hook okay let me go ahead and put a closer on this you know back at sandy hook out of respect the media the parents that lost their children. You know what? Out of respect for the parents that they have time to mourn the loss of their children, if indeed they did lose children, why was CNN out there 24 hours later giving interviews, uh, Robbie Parker on the back steps of the, the school, and he was chuckling, walking up to the mic? You know, but I'm just saying, out of, out of respect, if, if you or I lost our child, I wouldn't talk to anybody for about a week mm-hmm. or two. Okay. I'd probably go, I'd probably go and, you know, who knows what I'd do. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be talking to CNN, and that's my problem. Okay, so, but Winston... This is the red flag that we have out here, the, cons- the people that do the investigating. We're investigators out here, Pete. Okay. Yeah, Winston. Just, just because you, Winston. Just be the digging. Winston. Just because you, Winston. Winston. Just because you think you would handle the situation differently doesn't prove anything at all. You know that, right? Repeat that. Just because you believe 
that you might handle a, a traumatic situation differently doesn't make you correct. It doesn't prove anything. What's, what's the natural human response to the loss of a child? Do, do you want an answer to that? Morning. It's it's and even in the Bible. It's hey, Winston. How many? How many Winston? Days or whatever. How many? How many crime scenes uh, or traumatic events have you rolled up on and tried to talk with grieving parents at? Well, zero. But out of respect, okay. I don't think CNN should be walking. Okay. Up and well, that, you're, all to still, the that doesn't prove a thing. Period. That doesn't prove a thing, except your opinion about whether media should do the job that they do. And then that's debatable. But I have. Well, no, Winston, I have. I have gone to the scene of traumatic events. I've spoken with parents who have lost children. I've spoken with families who just lost lost loved ones. And here's the thing that I learned over a decade ago uh, doing these types of interviews is that people handle grief differently. And some people wanted to talk with me, and some people did not want to talk with me. And some people didn't want to talk with me but were willing to talk to somebody else and vice versa. They just – people are different. And you cannot extrapolate out – what everybody would do based on what you think you might do when presented with this god awful circumstance. You have no idea how you would react. No, Some well, people enjoy were the people how much money were the people of Columbine pay, not Columbine but Sandy Hook paid to give interviews with with uh, Anderson Cooper? I don't know. I don't I don't were think CNN paid? pays. Were they paid? Were they paid for their performance? I don't think they so do you believe wait, so do you believe that Sandy Hook occurred? Okay, we're, I believe yeah. I saw, we're going to be done I, here very quickly. Well, I believe it occurred. Uh, you know, I'm still on the fence yeah. because. All right, uh, well then we're done. Bye. We're done, Winston. Bye. Yeah, like I, I don't suffer fools at all. Sorry, that's because and that is a very foolish position. You tried to dress it all up, and and you know it's foolish. You know it's foolish because you 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 danced around it. And you gave all of these little weaselly words to try to describe, well, why this, why that? You've got an opinion on it. You don't think it happened. You just played the crisis actor card. Pound sand, Winston. Good God. I understand that people, people cannot fathom the amount of devastation that a human being can do when they set their mind to it. I, I get that. This is why it's easier for guys like Winston to believe that it was this vast government conspiracy not 19 hijackers that murdered 3,000 people. It's Because that, that is scary. That is terrifying. There has to be a more rational, planned, ordered explanation. It can't just be that, that this world is chaotic as it is. That can't be the case because if, if it's that chaotic, my God, I could be killed walking out of the building today. And that is true. That is absolutely true true and i think a lot of conspiracy theorists are terrified of that they are terrified of that reality that you can be someplace and not stand a chance because somebody with evil in their in their heart or deranged mind has decided they're going to murder a bunch of people and you just happen to be there and there isn't a grand plan to it all there isn't some government behind it. There aren't crisis actors that are hired to pretend that their non-existent children were mowed down by a nut job. And you can dress it all up with the questions about the video stuff. And I'm sorry that my correct answers to your loaded questions may have shaken your faith. And maybe that's why you reacted as you did. But my goodness, man. My goodness. 
I, I, but I feel bad. Like, I feel bad for people like Winston, like that, because it is a, it is a form of denial. It is a demand that reality not be what it is. I have had to talk to, to family members that lost loved ones. And your inexperience in doing so informs your ignorance. Right? Like, I am curious, let's, let's chart out the rest of these arguments that are coming from the left, from the, the legacy media outlets here, like ABC News, for example. They put out a tweet, had a video. Terry Moran ties the Nashville school shooting to Tennessee's recently banned, uh, recently passed legislation banning the hormonization and mutilation of minors. So they're they're trying to connect the shooting to the policies that were just adopted that haven't even really affected anybody yet because they were like just passed like a month or so ago. But this is the narrative that the left is trying to. Uh, advance and promulgate so it calcifies chad felix green he's a conservative gay fellow on the twitter machine and uh, he says listen to them they believe what they are saying transgender people respond to florida bill supported by Ron DeSantis that would ban minors from receiving gender affirming surgeries quote you are committing genocide that's what they say you've heard this that this is a this is a genocide of transgender people. Who is committing the genocide? It's largely transgender people, right? This is the argument. Like I'm trying to apply a logic lens to this. And so if if you're saying that there is a genocide occurring, it is because people are not affirming, right? Trans people. And if we're not affirming, then they're gonna kill themselves. And so not giving them affirmation and access to the health industry, quote, solutions, that that's the advancement of a genocide. Okay, if you go off of the premise, and I do, that being transgender now is far more accepted in society than it was 100 years ago, right? I, I would submit it is. There, you see way more people living like this, expressing themselves like this, defending it, arguing for it, right? It's way more acceptable now. Then where are the suicide rates as compared to historical trends? Because if it's more accepted now, it seems to me like we should see some positive benefit by now. We should be seeing a reduction in the suicide rates. But we're not. We are not. We are seeing associated rates of other mental health issues. By the way, one of the reporters at that press conference asked about autism because there is potentially a connection, particularly among girls. See, we don't know so much about all of this stuff, and people trying to tell us that they have the answers are liars. They don't know. They're saying these things because they want them to be true for some sort of merit badge of virtue signaling. I'm not sure. But no, we don't know. The rates of anxiety and depression, self-harm, they are way higher among this very, very small population. And the, the activists say it's because they're not being affirmed enough. But then why haven't we seen the numbers come down when affirmation efforts have gone up? Why? 
Why do we see higher rates now? Tara, welcome to the program. Hey, Tara. Hey, Pete. Can you hear me okay? Yes, I sure can. I want to do a public service announcement, PSA as we call it in the biz. Uh, if the sheriffs are listening or any friends and family members of Winston, let's keep him from getting a gun. <laughs> because these are the illogical, ridiculous, silly people who, who have no clue. Okay, first of all, guns don't go off by themselves. The law-abiding, gun-toting people that they love to call us are the most law-abiding, very safety-conscious, include my entire family. We don't, we don't shoot deer after a certain time. We don't do turkeys. Very law-abiding. Yeah, people who go through the process, the legal process to get firearms tend to be the most law-abiding people because they went through the legal process in the first place. And we take it very seriously. Mm-hmm. And, and we lock our guns up. Mm-hmm. And we don't give it to our three-year-old grandchildren. So another thing is, I feel that if it was a Trump supporter, it would not be about the gun. No. It would be about the individual. No, if it was a Trump, it would be about one individual. It would be about Donald Trump. It would be about stochastic terrorism. It would be about his rhetoric prompting this kind of attack. Yeah, and then just my last thing is, don't you think we need just a few more laws? Because (laughs) these people obey the laws so well. Yeah. So if we get one more on the books, it's going to help. I think maybe they should consider in Tennessee a law against shooting children um, and killing people. Maybe they've never thought of that. It's possible. The law might, a new law like that might help the situation. Yeah. Tara, thank you. I, I can tell you, I, I don't feel like they're, they're, the children have lost their names. It's yeah. now all, all politics. Yeah. I appreciate the call, Tara. And that, it, that's one of the unfortunate things about now all of these shootings is that there is, a, there is an immediate rush to create a narrative. And then to use the situation, to use the story to advance whatever agenda you want. This is what the governor did, the governor of North Carolina. Roy Cooper put out a statement today connecting his veto of the repeal of the Jim Crow era pistol purchase permit to this shooting in Nashville. There is no connection except the fact that guns shoot And in Nashville, a gun was shot. That's it. That's the connection. There's there's no other connection except gun goes off, gun shoots. Yet he's going to use that tragedy, those victims, he's going to use it for his own agenda in another state. (laughs) 